And the talk just keeps on coming. You can do anything. You can say anything you want to say. TalkZone.com. It's time for Healthy Talk Radio. Healthy Talk Radio with Julian Whitaker, MD, America's Wellness Doctor, and Deborah Ray, America's First Lady of Health. Coming to you live from the headquarters of the Global Health Network and across the world wide web. <gasps> Computers can do that? It's America's longest running radio program dedicated to your health and wellness. What's taking place here is an alternative approach. Get in on the phone lines now by calling 1-800-307-3002. Now, here's Dr. Whitaker and Deborah Ray. Good day. Welcome to Healthy Talk Radio. I'm Deborah Ray. Well, it's big news. NIH handing out $6 million. Three um, Carolina researchers are going to share in that money to take a look at resveratrol. Apparently, they have discovered that resveratrol selectively kills off cells that cause inflammation. So, whether it's multiple sclerosis or heart disease, we may have some more research on resveratrol in the upcoming months. You have asked on a daily basis, and we appreciate it, because we all missed him. He is back, and our phone lines are open. America's Wellness Doctor, Julian Whitaker, MD. Those telephone numbers to join us, 800-307-3002. This is the time each and every week when we open up the phone lines to talk to you. Your health care challenges with America's Wellness Doctor, Julian Whitaker, MD, joining us right here on Healthy Talk Radio. Now, the news and views about the news you won't hear anywhere else. The Healthy Talk Radio News Digest. To fulfill that mission of bringing you the healthcare news and views from credible sources that you won't hear anywhere else, uh, we introduce to you as we do on an ongoing basis. He's been gone. We have missed him. He's America's wellness doctor, Julian Whitaker, MD. Dr. Whitaker. Hello, Deborah. So nice to be with you this morning. And actually, I missed you very much, too. Oh, missed having And missed you. our listeners, you know. <laughs> I just don't have anything to do in the mornings if I'm traveling. Well, we hope the time was well spent because we are anxious to get started with you once again. Yeah, me too, me too. Well, the Japanese have been uh, collaborating with Burnham Institute out in La Jolla, uh, uh, Dr. Whitaker, mm-hmm. taking a look at rosemary. Uh, apparently, it has a unique antioxidant ability because of a unique compound, uh, carnosic acid, uh, that they have already know protects the brain from stroke and neurodegeneration. Uh, so they're starting to take a look at how rosemary can actually fight the ravages of aging on the brain that perhaps, uh, you know, that uh, hospital tray of the future for stroke or brain injury or dementia will be rosemary chicken. And it's all published in the Journal of Neurochemistry, Dr. Whitaker. Isn't that fascinating? The uh, the evidence behind all of these natural things just keep growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, the problem that you and I and the rest of the country and the rest of humanity has is that when these discoveries come forth, as they do like popcorn, they're not utilized in our system of medicine. Um, we will put rosemary to use at Whitaker Wellness. As a matter of fact, we already do. But... This is uh, kind of out of the goodness of our heart, not because we're going to make a whole bunch of money on uh, telling our patients to take rosemary for the betterment of their health. But that is a fascinating, this carnistic acid. I don't think I've heard of that one before. 
No, but they, the Brits have been using both sage and rosemary for Alzheimer's and dementia-related disease, and perhaps we'll see a little more science to back that up. Well, this is significant from two standpoints, and we'd welcome your insight, Dr. Whitaker. Creighton University, talking about that unfolding evidence, additional research out just this week, correlating vitamin D scores with the the risk of cancer. And it's significant from, from two standpoints. One, here's a professor of medicine at Creighton University indicating that, quote, supplementation is the safest and most inexpensive way of getting vitamin D in, unquote, And two, this professor of medicine says, it would be interesting for people to just start taking vitamin D supplements and see if 15 years from now we get a decrease in the instances of cancer as well as some of the other major diseases. A real mindset shift, (laughs) Dr. Whitaker. Isn't that a mind? And this happens to be the Deborah Ray Julian Whitaker vitamin D (laughs) fish oil hour. Because it seemed like every hour we together, we come up with some additional information on the value of supplemental vitamin D and supplemental fish oil providing omega-3 fatty acids. But um, we have talked about vitamin D a lot. I'm not at all surprised that supplemental vitamin D would be a major tool in the prevention of cancer. Um, We have, I think, the public should... Uh, start taking vitamin D supplements summer and winter, but particularly winter, because it uh, helps to prevent flu. And you can take it either as a supplement individually or as a generally added to vitamin D and calcium or vitamin D, calcium, magnesium. But vitamin D is readily available, is becoming more readily available, as you know, in the uh, 1,000 to 2,000 unit capsules, for which, which are very safe to take on a daily basis. So this is very exciting news, and it would be preventing or reducing the risk of cancer. Absolutely. Well, this is exciting as well, because just last month, the gastroenterologists met, and they had a whole symposium, Dr. Whitaker, on probiotics. This was followed Mm -hmm. by the European Pediatric GI Mobility Meeting and a presentation done by Finnish researchers who took a a look at a daily dose of probiotics to children in daycare centers in China, finding the incidence of sick days antibiotic prescriptions and cold-associated symptoms fell by 80% with a one-a-day supplement of probiotics of kids in daycare settings. I'm speechless, and that doesn't happen often. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> kids and runny noses and daycare centers just seem to go 80%. hand in hand. 80%. 80%. Probiotics and the gastroenterologists actually a probiotic symposium at their annual meeting last month. And this was in China. Yeah, yeah. This was the the center, the, the the study was in China. You know, China uh, does implement a lot of these elements because they have been uh, historically looking for safer and less expensive ways to handle their healthcare problem. So I'm not surprised that this has got a lot of good information has come from the research in China and from any area in which they're looking for cost-effective methods of handling health care problems. And from this gastroenterologist meeting was a quotation from the vice president of the American Society of Gastroenterologists um, that he thought that irritable bowel syndrome may be redefined as an imbalance of flora in the gut and the use of probiotics may be a therapeutic agent 
for patients with IBS, Dr. Whitaker. Well, that would mean that just giving probiotics to children to protect them from colds and flu and also giving probiotics to virtually all individuals who are suffering from any kind of intestinal disorder would be uh, the rule, the, you know, the rule of law in terms of taking care of these, things, these right. problems. Right. That's very exciting. Thanks for bringing that to my and our attention. Well, it came out yesterday, this month's edition of Obstetrics and Gynecology. Two uh, noted researchers from Harvard, one of them Dr. Walter Willett, put their heads together and their research labs together on a study uh, indicating that women who followed a combination of five or more lifestyle factors, multiple vitamin and mineral look, uh, uh, use, uh, controlling uh, their, you know, their weight, um, carbohydrate consumption, focusing on fiber and low glycemic foods, so focusing on uh, protein consumption, of, uh, vegetable proteins whenever necessary, um, improving the ratio of, of good to bad fats in their diet, um, experience more than an 80% less risk of infertility due to ovulatory disorders compared to women who engaged in none of these very simple lifestyle factors, Dr. Whitaker. That is amazing. That Actually, you described all of those aspects. You described the nature of my medical practice for the last 30 years and the nature of your former husband's medical practice for his entire career is simply to put together healthy decisions, healthy lifestyle changes with dramatic power at preventing and treating disease. So this uh, program that they studied, you know, to uh, increase fertility by 80% is a, um, well, you know, should could be uh, the answer to a lot of women's problems who are searching for fertility solutions. Right, right, because the conclusion was that women with the highest fertility scores ate less trans fats, less sugar from refined carbohydrates, consumed more protein from vegetable than animal sources, ate more fiber, got more iron, took more vitamins, had a lower body mass index, exercised for longer periods of time each day, and surprisingly consumed more high-fat dairy products than the skim and and, and 1% low-fat dairy products. It made a difference in the end. My goodness. Incredible. Well, for women who wish to... uh Procreate, which is in all of our genes, is one of our primary responsibilities here on Earth. You know, take this to heart. Yeah, and you wonder if how many uh, people who resort to those very expensive assisted reproductive techniques could uh, avoid that altogether by optimizing their lifestyle. And how many physicians that are engaged in these expensive <laughs> fertility techniques will put this to use in their armamentarium of having of help trying to help women to. Procreate. Absolutely. We'll be back. Open phone lines. We invite you to go to the phone. Give us a call. America's Wellness Doctor, 1-800-307-3002. Your health care questions with Dr. Julian Whitaker. You're listening to Healthy Talk Radio. Worldwide, whenever and wherever you need us at HealthyTalkRadio.com. Now, here's Julian Whitaker, MD, America's Wellness Doctor, and Deborah Ray. Yes, he's back, and we invite you to join us. It's because each and every week during this time, we open up the phone lines, Your Health Care Challenges, with Julian Whitaker, MD, America's Wellness Doctor, joining us today, one 800 
307-3002. Your health care questions at 1-800-307-3002. Uh, I'd be remiss not to mention this uh, email that came in yesterday for any number of reasons. It's just amazing. Um, a, a listener uh, writes to us, and, and she's a faithful newsletter subscriber of yours, uh, Dr. Whitaker. Mm-hmm. They live in upstate New York. Uh, her husband is 89 years of age, and mm-hmm. you'll, you'll just marvel at this, this uh, email. He had a logging accident 60 years ago and suffered an ulcer on his left ankle, and apparently it's been problematic for the last 60 years. Mm-hmm. He underwent a series of four uh, grafts, um, applied to, to the ulcer, and it's no better. He's an active farmer, just finished a busy gardening season. Um, his, uh, his market gardens of high quality, 500 tomato plants, 1,000 pepper plants. At his age, I don't know how he Goodness did it with little or no help. And you well, say he's 90? He's 89 years of age. Oh, gosh. All right, he uses no tractors. It's all hand labor. Mm-hmm. What would you recommend uh, are foods to promote the healing of this ulcer, Dr. Wilson? And it's on his leg. It's on his ankle, left ankle. And it's open. It's open. He needs to put on a sugar dressing. It would heal that ulcer probably in a week to a week and a half. It depends on, I hope they're listening, and we'll, we'll communicate this communicate this to them by email. Uh, just take some sugar or some honey, pile it on the wound that's open. See, it has to be open, and then wrap it up. And you can change it and wash it at any time. I have saved legs from amputation. Uh, people have checked out of the hospital hours before amputation, and we've healed the ulcer. It is a magic uh, remedy for open uh, indolent wounds because the sugar kills all the bacteria creating an osmotic environment that actually sucks all the water out of the it's like putting um, a, 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 a goldfish into the great salt lake nothing can live in it in this osmotic environment and it draws the fluid out creates a healing it's been around for 5,000 years the Egyptians used to use it uh, in World War One, the Chinese used sugar dressings for wounds um, very effectively. Then when antibiotics hit the scene, all of this became passe. It was uh, eliminated for these uh, topical treatments, and now we have a uh, meth-resistant uh, staphylococcus, MRSA. Right. So we have all these terrible things coming from antibiotics. I'm not criticizing the use of antibiotics, but for these kinds of things, antibiotics are not indicated because the because you have a topical indolent infection and that sugar will kill it all. There's no bacteria that become that can become resistant to the sugar dressing, and it works like a charm on almost all open wounds. So that would be my suggestion to them. Uh, we'll drop them a little email to that effect. Yes, I've written yes. about this in Health and Healing, however. You have to wonder, you know, how many with all this this news media these days about you know hospital acquired infections and those MRSA, sure. you know, now we uh, uh, the the total has gone up dramatically. It wasn't that long ago that the report was about eighty nine thousand amputations each year in this country because of failure to heal wound. It's now topped a hundred thousand, and you wonder, you know, how many cases. Could those limbs be saved by just these very simple measures, Dr. Walker? You know, an overwhelmingly high majority. Dr. Knudsen, an orthopedic surgeon uh, that was in, I think he was in uh, Louisiana or Missouri, uh, he used these sugar dressings on 7,000 patients. 
and he started using it because he was having, as an orthopedic surgeon, he was having trouble with bed sores. You know, hundreds of thousands of, of hospitalized patients die from bed sores. And uh, so his nurse says, well, there's a natural remedy, and that's honey. So he allowed the nurse to treat about 20 of these bed sores uh, of patients in the hospital with honey, came back in 24 hours, and they were pyogen, they were uh, bacteria-free, and they healed. So he went on a, on a, uh, a tear using this with wounds. He was in a position to where he could because he was in the hospital. He uh, had substantial success. And that's where I learned it. And unfortunately, you know, doctors just turn a blind eye to this not invented here uh, procedures, and it fell by the wayside to antibiotics and grafting and wound care specialists and all this kind of nonsense that leads to 100,000 amputations a year. When all they really could, they could cut that amputation from these non-healing wounds by uh, 60% with sugar and probably 90% with a combination of sugar dressing plus hyperbaric oxygen, which no one uses. So it's the, these kinds of wounds, when they come to Whitaker Wellness, we, you know, say, this is fine. We have no problem with them to speak of. Now, I'm not saying we heal every wound that we see, but in general, compared to what is um, uh, the success rate of the conventional method of intravenous antibiotics and antibiotics on top and all this kind of stuff, hyperbaric oxygen plus sugar dressings is far and away so superior to wound healing to what is conventionally done. So that will be our message that we will send off to this lady. We'll get a response from her. I haven't seen the wound, and I can't really imagine how a wound could uh, be festering for 60 years or 60 or 70 years almost, but... Um, uh, in general, for the open wounds, sugar, it would be the answer. Absolutely. Absolutely. We do have an open phone line. We invite you to go to the phone, pick it up, give us a call, 1-800-307-3002. And that earlier this week, we had the opportunity to uh, uh, to visit with Dr. Paul Harch from Louisiana State University, mm-hmm. who has been a real pioneer in hyperbaric oxygen therapy. And there's a, a move afoot in, in some of our nation's medical schools to actually make hyperbaric oxygen, um, uh, you know, a, a, a sole specialty of study that finally medicine, again, catching up to, to you, recognizing all of its potential benefits, Dr. Whitaker. Oh, and, and he has verified them. I believe, I'm not sure about this, and it's kind of crazy that I meant, mentioned this, but I think I wrote the introduction to his last book. You did, The Oxygen Revolution. Right. Because I remember reading the book, and I remember uh, talking with him extensively about it, and I think I did agree to write that introduction. Excellent book. You know, puts all of the data out on the value of hyperbaric oxygen for a variety of conditions. We have hyperbaric oxygen at Whitaker Wellness. We have, We treat close to 70 people a day. For, with hyperbaric oxygen. We have autistic children undergoing and benefiting from hyperbaric oxygen. We have um, uh, peripheral neuropathies and very, uh, Parkinson's disease, particularly wounds. We have that uh, beneficial with hyperbaric oxygen. But it is not used nearly as extensively as it could be. Um, if you were to think of having a post-operative patient from any procedure... Right. Second, third day post-op, undergo, you know, a series of five days of hyperbaric oxygen. 
the wound healing, the the uh, acceleration, the protection against infection, these would just be astronomical. Right. And it's such a basically hyperbaric oxygen, as you may know, Deborah, is a relatively low tech procedure. It looks high tech, but it's low tech in that the availability of concentrated oxygen, you know, to uh, pressurize tanks, you know, done correctly. This is relatively low tech, though it's bulky. But this is not rocket science. Hyperbaric well, oxygen has been around for 200 years. And his mission is, you know, with with all the brain injury that we now seeing, you know, thanks to 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 combat a scenario, is that this could re- really revolutionize Absolutely. the treatment of our veterans so Absolutely. inexpensively, so you know, non-invasively, revolutionize, you know, the, these people who are putting their lives on the line for us, their lives, you know, for forever, Doctor Whitaker. They deserve better. Absolutely. They Absolutely. do deserve better. We're going to return. Our lines are open. We invite you to go to the phone, pick it up, give us a call. He's back, America's Wellness Doctor, Julian Whitaker, MD, 1-800-307-3002. And we'll come back with a warning from CDC about lead. Your health care questions the America's Wellness Doctor right here on Healthy Talk Radio. The information on Healthy Talk Radio may not represent the views of this network, this radio station, or its sponsors, but it might just be good for your health. Now, here's Julian Whitaker, MD, America's Wellness Doctor, and Deborah Ray, America's First Lady of Health. Open phone lines. We do it on a regular basis. America's Wellness Doctor, Julian Whitaker, MD, here with us. It's 1-800-307-3002. That's 1-800-307-3002, no matter what your health care challenge. Let's say hello and welcome to uh, Charles. You're on the air with Dr. Whitaker. Charles. Morning, Charles. Good morning. How can we help you? Um, I'm allergic to about 60 foods. Is there anything that you could do for... Kind of get that out of your system. Now, how uh, was it diagnosed that you were allergic to those foods? Uh, through a cytotoxic test. Okay, and, and what happens if you eat some of the foods? Um, my arthritis kicks up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've had arthritis for a lot, a lot of years. Okay. With, uh, with the nightshade family, I stopped eating that. Did that help? That helped quite a bit, yes. Mm-hmm. And the nightshade family are tomatoes and um, broccoli and Brussels sprouts and things of that nature. So I understand that. Go ahead. Well, it's uh, tomatoes, potatoes, green peppers, eggplant, cayenne pepper. Uh, cayenne. So cayenne is part of the nightshade. Uh, one of the peppers is yeah. uh, chili powder. Yeah, I don't think broccoli is. Okay. Maybe maybe not cayenne pepper. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, um, so you got sixty food allergies, and you and your trigger disease is arthritis. Is that correct? It does a lot of things. Okay, like what else? What else? You got the arthritis. Uh, it inflames my uh, digestive tract. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh, messes up my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And one knee. I'm, and that I'm, and that is with pain, right? Pardon? That's with pain in your shoulders. Yes. Is that right? Okay. And your digestive tract. Let me say this to you, okay? It'd be difficult for me to tell you how to handle the food allergy problem in this venue, primarily because you're going to have to eat something. And if you know foods that are causing the problem, simply don't eat those foods and you'll get better. 
On the other hand, another way to handle uh, allergies in general or health problems that might be associated with allergy is just to focus also on the problem. For instance, if you have um, uh, in your intestinal tract probiotics could uh, solve a lot of your uh, systematic problems. Uh, secondly, multiple vitamins and minerals. Uh, there's a whole program for treating arthritis uh, and pain-relieving medications. So there, there's several ways to handle not only the food allergies, but the target organs to which the allergies are affecting. Because we have a lot of patients, like yourself, at Whitaker Wellness that have the allergies and have the diseases. And we use a multifactorial approach to where if it's arthritis, we can use topical ointments such as DMSO. We advertise quite a few arthritis problem, uh, arthritis uh, uh, products on the on this air. Uh, so there's a lot of you need to do all of it in order to get uh, out of the um, uh, conundrum of your food allergy problem. Okay, does that make sense to you? Uh, yes, part of the partly yeah. Because one of the uh, the issues, Charles, will be to take a look at your digestive system. As Dr. Whitaker indicated, you know, the probiotics make a difference. If what, is food, a, what is a probiotic? That's like um, uh, active culture yogurt, acidophilus. Yeah, uh, O'Hara's product that advertises on this show, other probiotics advertise on this show. Yeah, probiotics provide the intestinal tract with useful and healthy bacteria. There are trillions of bacteria normally inhabiting our intestinal tract. It may sound bizarre and may sound self-defeating, but they are absolutely necessary. The intestinal tract is part of our external environment, and our external environment is filled with bacteria, including our intestinal tract. When you have the inappropriate bacteria in the intestinal tract, you get a lot of problems. Uh, you get digestive problems, you get arthritis problems, you get a lot of health problems just from inappropriate bacteria in the intestinal tract. So the first thing I'd recommend to you to do, and I think Deborah would agree with this, is to get a hold of some probiotics, uh, uh, yogurt, go to a health food store. Well, that's one of the things I'm allergic to. I know. Well, don't take the yogurt then because you can get the probiotics from... Um, uh, that are isolated and don't have the milk product available. Uh, There are several different kinds. But I would start with that to get a probiotic, okay? Well, I've taken uh, bromelain for a long time. That's an enzyme. That's an enzyme. But we're looking at providing your, your bowel a balance of good to bad bacteria because when that balance is upset, the lining of your gut gets inflamed, Good foods leak through, and then you start this food allergy process, Charles. So even yeah, things like leaky powdered, gut syndrome, right? Powdered glutamine, which is a, a, the body's most abundant amino acid, can help that lining of the gut to heal, along with probiotic supplementation. Let me give you this, some final suggestions to what you can do. First, get a, go to the health food store, get a hold of some probiotics. Any uh, health food store clerk can do that. Secondly, um, get a hold of some glutamine. And thirdly, just increase your, you know, your non-allergic vitamins and minerals. And that will go a long way to improving the target organ health that you have with a food allergy, okay? Do that, uh, do that, Charles, and give us a call back, okay? Okay. We'll take it one step at a time together, Charles. 
Thank you. All the best. Mm-hmm. 60 allergies. Bless your heart. You know that's hard. You know that's hard. Let's say hello and welcome to Shirley. You're on the air with Dr. Whitaker, Shirley. Uh, yes. I was morning, Shirley. To... Good morning. Uh, the uh, palm press is using the honey and sugar for open sores. I was wondering, my brother had a five bypass three years ago, mm-hmm. and the vein that they took out of his uh, one leg, uh, mm-hmm. from time to time, it... Uh, Bursts open and it, it seeps. Would that work for that? Now, is there? Does it burst through the skin? And is there like open tissue and an open wound um, that is at the skin? Is that correct? Well, no. It's just it just opens up like. Well, he's extremely overweight. Go ahead. And it just bursts like it just uh, opens up. It's a sore. Uh, and it opens I mean, up, and the and the skin kind of parts, and there's a big uh, red kind of um, right, weeping yeah. sore, right? Yes, sugar would help that a lot. You see, the only areas where sugar can't help is when the wound is under the skin and is covered by the skin, like an abscess. Oh, okay. The sugar has to be in contact with the tissue where the where the open wound is. So if the if there is a, an openness there. Yes, sugar would help. It helps on all of them. Okay? okay. Give okay. that a try. Give that a try and see what happens, all right? I will, yes, I will. Thank you very much. Oh, you're so welcome. Nice talking to you. Call us back, all right? All the best.